0: This is a crowd podcast. Hands down the maddest moment I've ever seen from ringside. It was like being on a surfboard. I got gills to pay the bills. Everything that's happening, you're just looking for that one little glimpse.
1: Do you remember it
2: through watching it back? Genius from both of you.
1: It's one of their moments in sport that's almost unbelievable. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club.
2: Hello, Dad. Hello, George. How are you? I am brilliant. So no January blues for you, George? Well, no, not yet. Hit the ground running with this, friends. Mm. First time in my life, I'm getting that feeling at the end of a workout of like a bit of rush of nice endorphins. Oh. You know, I've never had that before. I don't even hear people talking about like yeah. putting themselves in the hurt locker and how wonderful it was. I was like, mate, you're crazy. <laughs> when I was boxing, being tired. Yeah, well, I I didn't hate it, but it was like a sense of, oh, thank God that's done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and I would be nervous before a hard session. So like, if you're going on the track, oh, nerves was in the the belly, much more nervous than for a fight. Mm. You know, uh, if there was a, a hard pad session, you'd be like, Oh, a bit nervous here. I've got ten rounds or twelve what, rounds. just nervous about rounds. how knackered you were gonna get. Yeah, because really? yeah it, <laughs> it's gonna to it's hurt it hurts, it hurts, yeah. it hurts, it hurts. But now, like, yeah, I'm and I am still a little bit nervous about doing these shred sessions, but afterwards I'm like, Oh yeah. I've got that, you know, Mate. seize the day mentality. I like trying to try and get done early, deck as mm. well. How about
0: you? Yeah, same. It's good for the brain, and that this week was Blue Monday. You know that? You know, you're aware of the concept of Blue Monday? the most depressing day of the year. Why is that? I think it's because it's the third Monday of January.
2: Yeah, no one's been paid yet.
0: Yeah, paychecks still feel like they're about four weeks away. Everyone got paid before Christmas. Christmas is long gone. It's still usually cold. Usually get an early paycheck. Exactly. Christmas don't it's tied you, you over.
2: Uh, so, so Blue
0: Monday's the hard one, the hardest Monday of the week of the of the year. Obviously, we had a Shreds episode out that day with Ruben Tavares on Blue Monday itself. But I find Shreds. Is there anything fitness. blue in that?
2: In that one? blue uh, cheese, maybe
0: blue? Must <laughs> sand blue in there. No, he would not. He would not go for oh, spirulina. No, that last spirulina is kind of green. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is there's nothing like exercise to to shake off the old blue the January blues and I yeah feel we like- haven't
2: thought about that really we put out right. a diet
0: episode yeah. <laughs> cal- a calorie started. restricted
2: episode on blue Monday week it's been well received right. it has been well received yeah, it's been
0: great to see the the photos and whatnot. keep them coming
2: well Deck, if you want to become an elite club member hit that follow button in the podcast oh app. yeah
0: genuinely the more followers we get it means the better our reach looks which means better guests bigger names this really does us a favour it really does so go and do it um, do you know what else I should do George get in touch I'm talking on socials. Hit up the inboxes, email ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Anywhere you want to send us stuff, send it like these people, George. Have you got anyone who stood out over the last few weeks? It
2: could be Lou Church. Oh, hallelujah. He came here listened, and it was Pucker, as usual. Keep it up. What's he talking about? The John Ryder episode. Oh, of episode. course, the, the gorilla. It is one of my favorite episodes. Don't Me
0: it? too. It's a creeper, wasn't it? Because yeah. like, it was clearly a great episode, but it was so good listening to it back. John Ryder, what a legend. Do you know who else has been in touch? Who else has been Another in touch? Another John. John Backhouse. He said, St. George, full name, I like it. Mm. Listen to my first podcast ever. And he picked the Gentleman episode, talking about Chris Billum-Smith there. It was absolutely brilliant. Don't know who to listen to next. Good move on your part for setting this up. GG Boxing Club, cheers. So John Backhouse made not only his podcast debut, but he made it with you. He made it he made it with CBS. <laughs> he said and but he, he did say don't know who to listen to next. Now that's a great question. Now without giving it too much thought, who would you suggest John Mankave Backhouse goes to next?
2: So you've got two options. You can go right back to the start Yeah. and start from the start and work your way through. Yeah, it, or it. you can work your way backwards. And Ooh. then you go the week before, Moonwalk which was Ricky, yes. Ricky the hit Manhattan. Is a good one. Is it actually a good question for you, George, so prepare yourself.
0: T. Corrigill. Love the pod. Can I buy the old school t-shirts? I bought one at the Eubank fight, but lost it after waving it above my head, taunting a load of Eubank fans, laughing, crying face emoji. So can T Corrigil
2: buy old school t-shirts? No, but I do have some old school t-shirts. And then if he carries on being an avid listener and gives us a bit more um, positive feedback, maybe a couple of shares, I will send him. Oh, An old school T-shirt for free. Oh, T Corrigan. I've got to have a look in the loft for it first. I'm sure I've got a couple. Okay, I think okay merch.
0: 2023, the year of the merch. Yes, said it now and it will happen. Also, it's probably best because people are dropping sizes with shreds willy nilly. (laughs) So it's probably best we wait till you cut down to your fighting weight and then you can buy the merch.
2: I'll tell you what else they're dropping, Dick. Go on. It's a list of dream guests Oh for yeah 2023. Of course So who have we had
0: First and foremost There's obviously Simon Collings Co- He's Collings. my mate I used to work with Simon Collings So yeah He says David Hay We do want Hay He said this In particular relation To the, the news stories About David Hay recently Yeah he's, he's, he's in he's an in interesting a, a thruple. Thruple. Yeah And it'd be I think we, This pod is not complete Until we do A, a throuple episode Flav Bateman Another stitch up But I'd love to hear this up. Adam Booth Adam Booth. What yes. a pod that would be.
2: I mean, it would be a really good pod because Adam's been in boxing a long time. He has. Who knows what we're talking about. <laughs> now, speaking of trainers, um, who did Kevin burn? pick up Kevin Byrne,
0: one of the best Irish boxing journalists out there. He suggested someone.
2: He picked uh Paddy Fitzpatrick. Oh. who was uh, another former trainer of mine. Yeah. Um I think he's still running an amateur boxing club in Swindon. Is, I don't yeah.
0: think he's doing a lot of pro work at the moment. Maybe we do a road trip to Swindon.
2: He's been <laughs> he's been sitting on that line for yeah. how long?
0: Me and Junction, me Junction Junction 15m Junction 15 or 16. Okay, sweet pugilism. Well, I, I I think it's pugilism, but the, the notes here say sweet pugilism, mm. which I think I'd like to That's see. It's even better, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sweet pugilism. He's coming with a quartet. What a quartet this would be. Peter Fury. Yes. We'd love to get him yes. on. Amir Khan, be a great one. Joe Gallagher. He's yes. definitely on the list. Want to get him. And who's that? Um, how would you pronounce that one? <laughs> French guy. <laughs> jim's Degale. yes Degale. Degale. yeah we know about we want him all four of them they'd be good wouldn't they sweet sweet pugilism knows where it's at i'll tell you what george we got an episode for today we're we just going to talk about potential episodes
2: well today's episode deck yeah where's well, the knockout artist of the year comeback of the year yeah It's jordan the thrill girl the thrill girl this should be a thriller Today, deck, Mm. we have someone who goes by the nickname, The Thrill. With 30 pro fights to his name, he has fought across three divisions, featherweight, super featherweight, and lightweight. He's also won a few titles in his time, such as WBA international featherweight title. He is this generation's star. Of course, it's Jordan Gill. Jordan, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Welcome.
0: Thanks for having me. And Jordan, you were telling us before we started that actually Chatteris, tiny town, but you're not the first successful boxer from there.
1: No, it's a, it's a good sort of story really because every 30 to 40 years we seem to get a, a half-decent fighter. We had Eric Boone who won a British title, uh, lightweight. We had Dave Boyd Green who won the uh, European and British title, I think at light welter and welterweight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he boxed Sugar Ray Leonard at welter, I think. That's right, that was for the world title. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he got, it was one of Sugar Ray Leonard's famous knockouts. Hi, yeah, go and watch it's it on amazing. YouTube if you
0: haven't seen it. It's so yeah, good ch- knockout, Chatterous, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're the latest one <laughs> seemed to be yeah <laughs> European champ uh, until my last fight and uh, won a couple of titles like I said so yeah we're uh, putting it back on the map hopefully yeah
0: so Jordan you, uh, your last fight not a win coming back from a defeat so we thought we'd talk about the rebuild where are you now? What's the state of play?
1: The state of me, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> fat. For me, um, no. What are you weighing? Do you know what? I don't even know. I'm <laughs> not bothered weighing myself. Um, I like that. Don't weigh
2: yourself. If you're on this sort of bit where weight's maybe not important, don't weigh yourself. You mm. don't want to step on that sad step, do you? And, <laughs>
1: and have a have a number come up that you're not happy with. So uh, I've opted not to step on it. I'm I'm weighing up my options. Um, you know, nobody goes into a fight expecting to lose. I was you know confident for that fight. I was looking forward. To to it. it was gonna be my springboard to push on to bigger and better things, an opportunity for me to put myself on the world stage. And, you know, I know I'm European level. I wanted to prove that I'm I'm world level and you know, I'll come up short. Kiko Martinez is a great fighter. Um he's Spain's best ever fighter um in history. So mm. It's disappointing. Um, but I think my first loss of my career is a little bit more disappointing for me because I knew I weren't 100% going into the ring. This time I was 100% going into the ring. You know, I come up short, I just wasn't good enough on the night and I can't live with it now. But maybe in a few years time, I'll be able to live with the fact, you know, I lost to a good fighter. But like I said, the real rebuild's on now mm. and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what we can do. Um, I'm not going to be fighting at featherweight again. Uh, for me, I think further weight is done. It was a little bit too hard to make um, and punch resistance is something that I've never really struggled with and the last two fights, you know, it's gone been a little bit hard for me to to take the shots. uh You've seen more reaction, um marking up more, um and it's something that we've got to look at. You know, you've got to assess your, your failures, and you've got to assess where you may have gone wrong. So, for me, I think featherweight days are, are over, and uh, when I fight again, it's going to be a super
2: feather. Because you can do everything perfectly in the camp and uh, on the scales, you think you're winning, and it can sometimes you can be a false confidence that you know you're, you're light on the scales, but then all of a sudden some part of your performance dips and then it can be your punch resistance it can be just you feel like your power output um fades I had that a couple of times in my career where I felt like I was um maybe just a bit too light but I remember watching that um Oscar De La Hoya versus maybe Mayweather he said oh how he'd got the weight down really early the whole camp was light light, 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 like and then just Nothing, and nothing on the punches in the fight. So that's interesting where you've come to that conclusion, We have probably found out the hard way. That's the thing, like I
1: was saying earlier, um, before we actually come on air, you, you might win your first title, maybe a Commonwealth title or a British title at 23, 24 years old. And it, in, in certain circumstances, like when we've had COVID or if you had injuries and stuff like that, it might take three, four years for you to get a world title shot. But in that three, four years, at age of 24, 25, you're becoming a man. You're starting to fill out. Every time that you make weight, it gets a little bit harder. You put a little bit more muscle on and you have to cut a little bit more water and stuff like that. By the time you get a world title shot or you come close to getting a world title shot or an eliminator, you might have outgrown the weight.
0: We had um, Darren Barker in for an episode about talking about defeats. You mentioned there, which I found surprising, might take you a few years to get over that or to really be at peace with, with the Kiko fight
1: you lose in boxing, you lose losing sport. I mean, boxing is a, is a weird sport where no one ever expects you to lose. But, you know, Manchester United play every week and it's 50-50 whether they win or lose. So you think, you know, it's top level sport. You're going to get beat. Obviously, no one likes it. It's, it's annoying. It's frustrating.
0: The first defeat of your career a few years ago now, and it was more like it was a big surprise, I remember. And you said you weren't 100% as well. Do you think you learned lessons in that? rebuild that you can apply now
1: yeah 100% like, yeah. um I, I became a better fighter for it um because I went into the fight I was ill. I had food poisoning from from after the way and my body was sort of rejecting the food and then obviously oh. the food that I did I did have was must have been you know dodgy bit of food I remember I went to a uh, a famous chain you know I had some dodgy chicken it didn't agree with me <laughs> and I didn't want to put out a fight I was headlining Sky Sports yeah. for the second time in 10 weeks in yeah, my body was re- rejecting the food my was, my stomach was swelled up I had like a layer of water over my stomach, I couldn't hold the body shot at all. You know, something that I can normally do, uh, something I've done since and done before, and I just couldn't hold a body shot. And every time he touched me to the body, this Mexican that loves digging down to the body. Mm. I was just hitting the floor, and you know, it was frustrating again. Um, it was you know a shock as a fighter. You 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 think you adamant you're going to win, however shit you feel that day. Like you are going into sparring, like I'll be fine. Once I'm in there, I'll be fine. I'll just need to get warm. I'll be and and, and you sort of convince you yourself and then what happens halfway through the first round when you're getting hit with shots that you don't normally get hit with because you're not sharp enough then he touches you down to the body and you're on the floor and you think oh shit well, <laughs> I, I'm not fine." It. but it's too late isn't it it's too late um so yeah you learn your lessons but I made mistakes in the fight and um, you know I pressed panic button um too early um I could have rode it out and and managed the situation better but that's experience I was what 23 24 years old I'd not been at that level for a long time so you know these things that you learn you improve on and um, it, the last fight again I'm still learning how I'm looking forward to, to fighting again and you know I look at fighters um, like yourself George you know four world title attempts I've never met you before but I was so happy when you won that world <laughs> title so I was there I was there at Bramwell Lane that night um, and I was in the same camp as Kel when he, when he boxed I remember being in the change room before um, Kel's fight and it was because you was chief support weren't you mm-hmm. and I would come out to watch your Fight and when you beat you, I was um, uh, it was yeah, I was buzzing for you. Buzzing. Oh, thank mm. you. I was buzzing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you you experienced then that the requirement to rebuild. And you know, when we talk about seasoning in boxing. Mm. How much do you think the seasoning by that point was as a result of the defeats and being like, no, I do want to k- carry on. This is how I'm going to come back. This is how I'm going to get better.
2: There's a few things that John's already said. So I think he's shown a bit of wisdom that he he one day thinks he's going to be okay with the, the loss against Kiko Martinez. And he will be. But right now, he's not happy. And that's important. As a fighter, once you lose that, once you become content with coming up short, then that's when you need to... Um, sort of finish your boxing career so yeah, you can't be happy you can't be content but the rebuild's important because sometimes there's a knee-jerk reaction you want to rush back in and catch up make up for lost ground but what you might need is um to go back to the drawing board make some changes make some adaptations change some things in your life whether that be your setup you know how you know how your your mindset wh- whatever it may be make those changes and then yeah full steam ahead but keep the same desire keep the same focus the same goals and ambitions Learn from the mistakes and, and uh, keep the resilience.
0: Part of this rebuild process for you then is a new weight. That must be exciting. At Featherweight, you've been building, 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 build, building, building, and now you've got to start kind of again at Super Feather at a new weight. So that also must be frustrating
1: frustrating but an ex- at the same time exciting. Mm. Um, I'd say more exciting than frustrating. At the same time you're starting from scratch but at the same time I've been European champion so I'm not going to go back down probably below you know British title level so I could even though I'm going up in weight I'm excited to see what opportunities it brings. I think there's plenty of good fights out of the weight and you know, you get fighters that just carry on and carry on and, and sooner or later, you know, they get, get the goal. And you look at people like Maxi Hughes, you know, he's had losses in his career. He come up, you know, small hall like me. They come up the highways, uh, being beat at lower weights. He's come up weights and he's, he's IBO world champion now. You know, he, he's in big fights and he's put himself in, in, in the mix for, for massive fights. What does a day look like for you when you're in camp? Or not even in camp, but when you're in Sheffield.
0: Boxing fans do think that when you're a pro, it's all
1: glitz and glamour. I mean, you get up, you have your breakfast, you go to the gym. Who makes breakfast? Me. I'd yeah. I, I, I cook all my, all my meals. Do you so a good cook? I'm a good cook, yeah. I, I don't mind cooking. I find it quite relaxing. Do you, um, yeah? Even when I go home, I do all the cooking. And, you know, everyone, I don't think I've ever made a bad meal.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. What all, that's what all chefs say, though. I don't mind making food if I think it's going to be really tasty and exotic and nice. But, like, when I was it's just like chicken and couscous or
0: whatever
1: that was like so boring <laughs>
0: yeah what are you cooking up what's your speciality when you're not making weight
1: yeah i'm half indian so i like making good curries um, oh there you go i didn't go. know yeah. that, that yeah, yeah so um little bits like that I, d- I don't know just something with a lot of flavor i can pretty much make anything i'm pretty good at pasta but obviously pasta is easy in it um
2: what indian food
1: Helps the scales. Not much, to be honest. Yeah. Not not much at all. Um maybe some chickpeas. So Clever with the spices, but uh yeah.
2: no oil. Like No, nah, ghee. Yeah. Ghee everywhere. How many times a day do you train? You Twice train? a day. And do you do your punching session in the morning or in the evening? In the morning. That's how I should like it. Did you?
1: Yeah. Why is that? I just think you're fresher like your boxing is your bread and butter so you want to be fresh and you want to feel fresh for that session there's no point you know going into a boxing session with dead legs because you've done a killer run because you don't really know how you're meant to feel um so I think you know in the morning you're fully fueled you're fully rested get a good boxing session and then you can deal with the rest after that can't you I, I'm, I'm always up early probably wake up about six half six um, get a couple of coffees in me and then probably in the gym by nine so it was a nice steady start today to be honest um, have a little rest probably done by 11 half 11 um, have a little rest in the afternoon and, and then get to it about three o'clock do um, either running or you know weights you know S&C that sort of thing so it's always pretty challenging.
2: Do you run with your other stable mates or do you run on your own?
1: No I run on my own it's usually sort of interval running uh, I don't really do any long sort of steady state running outdoors it's always on a treadmill or uh, on a curve or on an air bike or in the altitude tent that sort of stuff but it's uh it's tough you're done then by like the evening what you're just straight on netflix pretty much just being a dosser just tossing about <laughs> doing doing hardly and you know catching up with my friends at home Dossing
2: in rotherham do you know like i had a period of my career when i used to do camps i had the park plaza so where david hay was david hay had the deal with a park plaza and the gym was downstairs and i went like when i boxed james the gal and a couple of fights after that i did the same thing but you've got quite a lot of time on your hands so like you're away you haven't got hardly any friends you know you've got you're away from your family so you, when you're not training you're almost killing time sometimes and i always found that tough sometimes because you're like i used to get lazy i'd be like just a lazy for laying in bed on the laptop looking at a screen i'm like i can't do this today <laughs> because I've got to go for a, a treadmill sprint session or something and I'm like this can't be good for my mentality you know like or I'm going to get in this lazy frame of mind
1: and there's only so, so much time you can spend looking at a spot on the wall uh, before <laughs> it gets boring and like for my last fight um I think there was two weekends in a row that I had to stay up um in Rotherham as my wife. She had COVID and um she tested positive like that, that weekend, and then the following weekend she was still positive. So obviously two, three weeks out from a fight, you can't risk going home no, um, yeah. and catching it and having to pull out. So I think it was about three, four weeks I was up in Rotherham just stuck there. When you say about laying about and feeling lazy, affecting your mentality, sometimes, you know, being in solitary confinement, sometimes that can make you mentally stronger as well. Mm. So, you know, you just have to use everything to your advantage you know have, have a bit of me time I, you know I'm quite lucky in a way that you know a lot of people don't like their own company and have to be doing something all the time I have to be with people to make themselves feel good and I'm the opposite I don't mind being by myself I don't you know I'm not a big socializer. I don't like talking too much um, which is weird because I've just come on a podcast yeah. <laughs> but, um, get it all out I mean I can talk but <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm, I'm not one for talking mm. unnecessarily
0: so that week then by Monday Tuesday you like Buzzing Wednesday, yeah Thursday, like oh fuck Friday by by Friday, like I want to go home now
1: usually i mean wednesday is the worst day for me monday and tuesday is such a heavy day like both days are heavy and your body is absolutely done in by wednesday so wednesday you know i'm in a good position in camp where I'm never really chasing weight so i don't have to train for weight usually wednesday i just have a little bit of a lighter day a little bit of a recovery day i might go for a recovery run or a swim or a sauna or a steam and and do a bit of shadow box maybe half and a half an hour 45 minutes of shadow boxing instead of a, a hard sparring session or, or a pad session so the Thursday I sort of get a second wind and I'm, I'm attacking it we're usually sparring on a Thursday um, so then Friday is like a big push and you can see the finishing line so I think probably either Monday or Wednesday is the worst day because Monday
2: you've oh. Wish it was the weekend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some work with Caldwell Deck. Uh he was head of Haymaker Boxing when I, so when I turned over and I was training under Adam Booth. But Caldwell used to um he's, he's immaculate, isn't he? You know. Uh, yeah. so they used to get the Haymaker t shirts and he used to have them tailored. I <laughs> think he used to spend more on um tapering in to give him like a tight waistband <laughs> on his haymaker t shirts. Like, fruited, like £2.50 for a loom t-shirt and he'd be spending 25 quid and a t-shirt to get cut in nice. But he did, he looked a bollock, so good, <laughs> good for, uh, for Caldwell. So Adam Booth, who I was training with, was living back and forth from northern Cyprus. So when he wasn't around um, to fill in with other coaches, so I used to go and train with, with Caldwell. And I remember going up to, uh, he had a gym in Rotherham at the time, which I don't think he's got anymore. It's changed. Great coach. And he would do, um, maybe, I don't know if it was just everyone was ticking over, but it was like a group session almost. Ryan Rhodes was in there it was like a, almost like a circuit come boxing class and there was a lot of technical stuff and it was brought back to my amateur days a little bit where you go to England squad and they would do similar sort of things is he still doing that stuff now Jordan is that um, stuff you would do do you train together or is it you're in at 10 o'clock next one's in at 10 30 11 o'clock and you get staggered
1: yeah we get staggered um sometimes we're all in at the same time and you know it's good fun um but usually we're staggered is we're lucky in the fact that he's more of a quality over quantity man so we're not oversaturated with fighters in the gym I think there's five of us at the moment so I might come in at nine o'clock with Hopi Price I might come in at nine o'clock with Lerone Richards and we do our session you know side by side so you can and and it's not the same person every day Um, so you can pick up different things from all the different fighters whether they've had no fights at all or Mm -hmm. you know British Commonwealth European champion like Lerone so it's great I think Dave is someone that's always looking to improve his training he's always looking to build his fighters and and to Build on himself as a coach so he's always changing what we do it's never the same so like the circuits you might have done back in a day we wouldn't be doing that now we'd be doing something else that he's picked up from another coach you know he, he's always watching and always trying to improve um as as we are as fighters so one thing i can say it's not not easy and it's tough and and you know nine times out of ten he won't actually ask you to do something that he can't do himself which is uh sometimes quite frustrating <laughs> but uh, you know he's in good shape now i don't think he has to get his tech is uh t-shirts tailored anymore he's <laughs> in better shape than after fighters so um, you know it's good I mean we've all got a good work ethic we all come to the gym when we're told um, I've never been late you know Dave helps me improve you know every time every time I'm there I remember
0: reading or hearing that he had done p- specific things about crisis management and I was quite interested in that because you hear that across sports but in boxing how obviously you have crisis mini crisis or big crisis in fights and it's like how are you going to handle it what was the crisis management prep that
1: you did is I mean it's not so much crisis management it's more just like sticky spots which mm. you are going to get in fights especially doesn't sound level, good though does it yeah, yeah it does yeah <laughs> I mean fucking
0: dealing with
2: this crisis. Yeah, I just, <laughs> let's work on the sticky spots. Yeah, uh, yeah go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, every time someone says crisis, I just imagine like a, a red siren yeah. flashing, you know, Yeah, you know, every 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 person can get sticky spots in in world title fights or European title fights, British title fights, even sometimes it can happen in a four-rounder on a uh, Donny Dome show. Um, it, it, it's boxing. Um, we put ourselves in high positions in sparring. We, we put ourselves on the ropes. We put ourselves, you know, in situations where I might only be using a jab. So, like, stuff like technical spying, where somebody's sort of got free reign on me, but I've only got a jab back, or I can only lamp back to the body, that sort of thing, or, you know. For example, when, uh, I boxed Krim Gurfi, my eardrums had burst and I was carrying an injury. So mm. stability was very poor. Yeah. Um, so I found myself on the ropes, blocking, defending, stabbing back down to the body, you know, draining something out of him and frustrating him and, 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 you know, looking for an opening and, and that's not something that I've never done before because we'd done that inspiring. I remember inspiring Leon Woodstock, who was former Commonwealth champion, you know, I was just felt flat that day. So I was like in the corner l- letting him tee off on me and just blocking, parrying, riding, rolling, stabbing back downstairs and they get fed up of it. They don't They don't want to hit your arms and your shoulders and they want to hit clean. And, you know, if they're not hitting you clean and they're getting stabbed back to the body, you know, the energy starts draining out of them. Their jab gets a little bit lazier, a little bit lazier and you can see opportunities and openings and, you know, inspiring. I started landing back and in the fight I did as well. Mm.
0: I thought you were going to say that he put you in a box and like put scorpions in there or something. That's your crisis management. Maybe you should try doing that.
1: I mean, I'm not up for it, but <laughs> I, I, I'm going to volunteer around Richards for that. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about a Gurfi fight. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say... Because that was... I was there covering that fight for Boxing News and that was hands down the maddest moment I've ever seen from ringside. So talk us through... Kareem Gurfi, this is a European title fight against Kareem Gurfi. Very good opponent. I mean, the fight was... Amazing up into that point. But at some point, I mean, he ddt you at one point, which was mad. You see that I mean, there? that's
2: that's after, but yeah yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's after you've already been, you got dropped and it was quite heavy. I mean, you don't worry, I ain't going to offend you. It was quite <laughs> heavy. You got dropped and you got up, you got up really quickly. And I mean, you in a, a, a sticky, sticky what, spot. You're definitely in a sticky you call spot that a that crisis point? or was it a sticky spot? That's a sticky spot. So right your yeah. eardrum's gone. At what point did the eardrum go? Before the fight
1: or? So in my in my sparring before the fight, one of the eardrums had gone, and yeah. I think pretty much when he hit me on that ear, it was like a delayed sort of drop, wasn't it? Um, and yeah. that's when the other one went. I think, and then he DDT me, and that just sort of certified that both of them yeah. was gone. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, that was yeah. mental. That like, yeah. I thought you broke your neck. Yeah. Can you remember what was going through your head at that point? I just remember falling down, like, and pulling me down. I remember, like, the whole weight of my body just landing yeah. on my head. And then next thing, like, when you said I get up quick, I did in the Kiko fight as well. And it's just, like, it's always a shock, in it, when you go down? Because, obviously, you know, no one's ever expecting to go down. It's, like, a shock. You think, shit, I'm down, I've got to get, get up. And... That was what it was. I was like, fuck, I'm on the floor. I've got to get up. Because um, so you're just desperate to win. And you, you know, win at all costs. Um, and I was on the floor. More weight went on my body. All my body weight went on my neck. And do you remember it through watching it back? I think I remember it. But mm. then it's hard to tell. And sometimes you don't really know um, whether you remember it from, from re-watching it. But I feel like I remember it. I don't remember sort of being in pain. I just, mm. you know, I think your adrenaline's running that high that you're never going to feel the pain, are you? So you just sort of, get up and just carry on
2: because you then you spend a large period of the rounds after in your own corner and you can hear Caldwell. i think it's Caldwell yeah. saying the same thing saying and that was maybe because of the ear problems and because you had a knee problem as well
1: yeah. every time i come off the ropes you could see i, I saw sort of, there's a few times where i caught him when i was on the ropes and i saw. Sort I of, tried to chase after him into the center of the ring again and it was a bad idea because every time I come out of the corner when I wasn't propped up by the ropes I just couldn't stand up properly I was like it was like being on a surfboard um <laughs> and you just thought it's not good um but at the same time it's weird because your body's giving up on you my head was clear I knew exactly what I was doing I knew exactly I was thinking my way through it and I felt pretty calm I'm always quite I'm pretty laid back I'm quite a chill guy and I think sometimes in them sort of situations in the uh, sticky spots mm. i think that sort of helps you you know talk your way through it and and that self-talk that self-belief sort of gets you through their moments and yeah every time i come off the ropes i could i couldn't stand up properly so you know the ropes dropped me up Um, i took a lot on the arms to look on it took took a few clean shots um a couple of head butts a, li- a little bit as well and mm. um, just had to pick my moment and the thing is as well like I mark up so easily as well I always have done um so I think obviously it was bad but it always looks worse than what it is because of the state of my face Mm. even when I went like 100 to 90 on the points (laughs) you know it is what it is um I I did feel feel clear in my head I knew what I was doing I I knew that every time I blocked and ride the shots I was stabbing him downstairs and I could see him grunting and thinking like sucking up a little bit more air and every time he was jabbing me to tee off um so open up a a combination he was dragging his jab back a little bit lazy a little bit lazy and I thought if I'm gonna get him I'm gonna get him with a right hand I tried it in the eighth round um rocked him right back on his heels I thought Mm. that's the shot I just need to land it better and um it came in the ninth and and that was it
0: because people watching that would have been like you're in the corner which you think okay he's under pressure and he's getting hit a lot here what's dave doing like why is dave not pulling him out but then you look closely dave's underneath you telling you exactly what to do you're totally in control and like you say a lot of it's on the gloves and on the elbows just waiting for a moment it was like genius from both here you You think what's happening here but really it's just you need to be in that corner because then you actually know where you
1: are it's one of the moments in sport that's almost unbelievable yeah and a moment where it's So, uh, it's such a good example of why it's so pivotal to have a good relationship with your coach as a fighter and to have a good relationship with your fighter as a coach because, you know, he understood what I was capable of. I trusted in his coaching and that guidance in the corner and we both sort of believed that I was going to win. At no point, you know, did I think I was going to lose that fight
0: everything that's happening you're just looking for that one little glimpse
1: yeah I mean I hurt him earlier on in the fight I think maybe four, I, was, I got off to a slow start it wasn't that sharp um, obviously the knee stability weren't great um, I was getting caught I was getting countered with, with a right hand over the top that was frustrating and I sort of got into a rhythm around two, three, four. 3, um, I think I won and then obviously the, the knockdown happened the, the eardrums went and the DDT and then it was just a, a maybe a crisis I, I might say yeah. yeah maybe a crisis moment where you just think right I've got to stay on the ropes. I've got to, you know, manage my, my body in that situation. My head's all right. My mind's fine. But I've got to manage my body. And, and that's the experience from the Sunoco fight where I didn't press the panic button too soon. Um, these hard fights, these hard times that you go through in, in the tough fights, then it, it pays dividends. And when you threw the shot, you knew it was you know it was curtains? Yeah, I didn't look back more than
2: once. So. <laughs> There's got to be a bit of relief there as well, yeah? Oh, 100%. Because you're looking, you, you're not in your best shape. It's not a crisis, but it's a bit stig- <laughs> <laughs> and uh you land that big right hand that you've been looking for or you've been you've been waiting for um yeah you gotta be like because oh, it gets ways off instantly doesn't yeah. it he's gone he's like he's completely gone
1: yeah and and for me as well it's like more of the re- not even the relief that the fight's over but it was the achievement because i know i'm that level and it's like you're always going to get doubters. I don't really listen to what anyone says because, like for example, early on in the year, Canelo got beat by Bivol, and everyone's slagging Canelo off. And you think if he's getting slagged off, what chance have I got? So I never listen to anyone else. But I, I just think I I know personally, that I'm capable of winning a European title. So if I didn't win that, I might not have got another chance. Carwell
2: sort of said to you anything since where he's like don't do that again or, yeah well I didn't or fucking hell <laughs> oh, I mean the train, the trainer's like on a knife's edge at that point maybe because um, say the, say you go back to the corner and you your feet are under you know your head's clear you're waiting for that shot and the referee goes oh he's in the corner he might be and he stops the fight and they go oh we know the who corner did. should have pulled him out two two <laughs> rounds ago like as a
1: trainer as a boxer you can't ever win because uh, even when you win you should have done it better and when you lose you should have you know you should have done this better you should have done that better or you should should. should have pulled you out earlier so Mm. I just think you can't really you know take too much notice of what people say and um you know sometimes Dave is bothered about um you know criticism it gets but you know in that in that situation we won that day so it was a good day but yeah, yeah I've been I've been uh instructed not to do it again yeah and uh, you know everybody wants to see blood and guts don't they as the fans but you know we don't want to give it to them all the time so for me i'm going to try not to to do it again and uh make sure there's not as much blood and guts in, in my upcoming fights like that was the comeback so you're on the comeback trail should we introduce
0: an element of competition george yes and get get jordan back into competitive zone before you go back to camp <sighs> This is probably, uh, not probably, this is definitely the best feature we've ever done.
1: You're not going to weigh me, are you? Yes. <laughs> I won't have to skip off a cup of kilo. <laughs>
0: the feature no don't say the name let's go through some of the because the, Jordan got, you your name was so punnable Jordan Gill fucking brilliant right
2: so the name of the feature we had some suggestions from me De- you, yeah, yeah. you came in I, got a I wasn't happy with any of yours what are you though. talking about who
0: wants to be a gillionaire that was my one that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> great. jagged little gill yeah <laughs> that's quite niche I don't get that Is Alanis Morissette album Jab, jagged little pill oh right as so, so soon as you
2: have to explain a pun forget it <laughs> I've got gills they're multiplying i got gills to pay the bills. Running up that gill. The gills have eyes. That was the best one. To gill a mockingbird. The gills go round and round. No, they're uh, worse. license to gill. Where there's a gill, there's a way. I don't know, what did we land on? What's the official?
0: I think you went, because you're going to have to do the jingle. When there's a gill, there's a way. Where
2: there's a gill, there's a way. I got, like that. Yeah, do you want that one? Yeah, do that. Where there's a gill, there's a way. <laughs> do you We've never had someone suggested, it, so we have to go with there that. There we go. Can you do the jingle? Where there's a gill, there's where a fish-related word will appear in the names of each of the answers. Are you ready for this challenge? Probably not, but Come back, right? let's starts go for it. Here. Yeah, let's right. go for it. Question number one. Light middleweight Southpaw, who scored impressive wins over Miguel Cotto in 2012, but has since lost to Landy Lara and Jamel Charlo twice. The answer is Austin... Trout.
0: Yes! 1-0. One nil against nobody.
2: Question two: Former WBA uh, super featherweight champion, who has wins over Carl Frampton and Lamont Roach? Um, Jamel Herring. Yes. Mm. Maybe the first name's. Yeah, giving easy. it away. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Right. It, I'm not giving the first name on this one. All right. Right. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. 1992 gold medalist, who is known for being a six-weight world champion, global boxing promoter, and wears. Fishnet stockings. <laughs> uh, his first name is also an aquatic freshwater fish. Oscar the lawyer. Yeah, yes. I never knew that. It's I an know? Oscar. Oscar's a fish. Is his it? name is Oscar as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, number four. Mexican fighter whose first name translates as Ginger. Saul Alvarez. Yeah, but we went for soul. <laughs> yeah. See, this where he's running out of ideas. Yeah yeah, 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 it was tough. It we'll was give was you that four. He yeah. can't, you can't beat him. Right, trainer of Anthony Joshua, Richard reactport and Fraser Clark. I know his face. Yeah. I, I, I know his name. I just can't think of it. Yeah. his face don't look like a fish, but uh, you. <laughs> he
0: does have kills or Last fins. name
1: Fernandez. Oh, Angel Fernandez. Yes. yes.
0: 5 nil. right last one now this is the per- this is to complete the perfect comeback and literally the- what a start to the yes. rebuild this would be
2: unbeaten American lightweight champion from Baltimore impressive wins of Leo Santa Cruz Mario Chibonda Barrios. Davis right and the answer is his stage name Tank yes yeah, boy. aquatic animals undefeated has anyone ever done it never not that no big. one's ever missed a step where there's a guild as a way where there's a guild now deck as a former fighter you can imagine i still like to keep an eye on the fight game i can imagine mate so do i george
0: there's fights all across the world these days sometimes you just can't find anywhere to watch them if only there was a solution that meant we had access to the biggest and best fights whenever we wanted to watch them well deck
2: there just might be oh with nordvpn you can switch your virtual location to a country showing like you said the biggest and best sporting events around the world not only that But you can stream your favourite TV shows at the drop of a hat too.
0: Surely to watch the best live sporting events and my favourite TV shows, that's going to cost me a fortune.
2: Well, NordVPN actually helps save some money. Does it? Not to mention your protection against cybercrime. You change your virtual location, sign up for a subscription service via other countries and pay a cheaper rate just for the price of one small coffee a month. But what about if I want to throw in the towel at any time? It's not a problem, Nick, right? Because NordVPN provides you with a risk-free... Risk-free? Risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. That's my kind of guarantee. Yes. Check out the link, nordvpn.com forward slash ggbc and get your subscription started today. Use that link and you'll receive huge discounts off NordVPN plan plus four months free.
0: Okay. That sounds like an unmissable deal, George, but I know you... I've you know, stitch me up in the past. Am I safe here? Because that could be the real knockout blow.
2: <laughs> Nord VPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity deck. It is incredibly easy to use, right? Otherwise, obviously I couldn't use it. And with just one click, you're protected. You don't have to be a tech whiz. And with your Nord VPN account, you can have up to six devices protected. I haven't got six devices, but if I did, I'd be buzzing by I mean, her. that's a Ronald Winkie right yes. guard there. Th- yeah, that really Nothing's is. Nothing's getting through.
0: So let me get this right. With NordVPN, I can watch live sport and events, the best in film and TV from countries around the world, all for the price of a measly little coffee a month, as well as being protected from hackers, malicious sites and pop-ups, which I hate.
2: That is right. Nothing below the belt. Just make sure you use the link, nordvpn.com forward slash ggpc for that huge nordvpn planned discount alongside four months
0: for free four whole months for free talk about saved by the bell
2: you'll never have to miss anything ever again with nordvpn
0: DAZN is uh, like your home as it were at the moment but whatever happens happens next and what's the plan?
1: Well I mean I love boxing and Zona I think Matchroom you know they're, they're the leading promoters aren't they in England and for me um, I'm looking forward to, to finding another Matchroom show so um, that's where I see my future but I'm not under contract you know I'm a free agent as they say so whatever happens happens I'm not sure you know w- at this stage of my career you need to go where the best move is for you and, and where the best opportunities are but i think probably much we have the best super featherweight so it made sense to say where i'm at mm. and the notes say you've done some commentary work with the zone as well is that right i've oh, done a bit yeah. yeah how'd you enjoy that i love it yeah i really like it i i really struggle because when, when I'm doing it, I sound really, I, I feel like I sound enthusiastic cause I love boxing. I love watching it and <laughs> lo- I love what I'm seeing, but then you listen to it back and I sound like I'm just half asleep. And like oh, no. think sometimes I, ne- I need to be a bit more enthusiastic, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Maybe I'll get another opportunity to do it again. Yeah. Uh, I've done it probably three or four times now, so Perfect. I enjoy it. Once yeah. they hear your
0: performance in that quiz, they'll be falling over
2: themselves to get Fingers there. crossed. They'll ain't. be taking work out of, your, out of your pocket. I don't get anywhere from design. I mean, it would be nice one day. But yeah, double espresso before you go on air. So you're like super charged. <laughs> super charged, <laughs> yeah. And you're super pumped about everything. You just watch like a really lazy heavyweight, like four rounder. <laughs> you yeah. like, it's so good. <laughs> 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 step by step, how's the next
0: six months look in the ideal world?
1: Um, a month off for me is very rare. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm always more I'm into the gym, always working. So So I need to get back in the gym ASAP, get back into fighting shape, which, you know, might take, you know, eight weeks um, and then look for a fight. So hopefully get a fight in March, come back fight maybe eight or ten rounds um, against a a solid opponent and then look towards, you know, a a, a fight towards a a big title. Any names out there? Uh, Super featherweights, you're
0: having a look now. You're looking up one. On, I am yeah Rec. you know
1: what it's it's a we I've not actually looked yet but you, you, I know boxing I know the fighters around so you know there's plenty of good fighters at super feather I think there's a lot a lot more names at world level in featherweight but you know the ones that are at the world level in in super feather are you know exceptional so mm. you know to be the best you've got to be the best so you know I've got to put my hat uh, name in the mix and uh, looking forward to it. It could Very be amazing. an
0: opportunity in, at Superfeb as well because Shakur Stevenson move, will move up surely. That's right. Or he might have already done so. Yeah he has. So then that's a division that's in flux and in need of fighters and there'll be opportunities there it's not a sewn up one.
1: No definitely I think um, two fighters have already been ordered to fight for belts that he's vacated um, so yeah it's interesting times you know boxing the landscape changes all the time doesn't it so you have to sort of even when you're in the mix and you're in the know you have to keep your eye on everything because things can move so quick obviously Joe Cordina had to vacate or was stripped of his IBF title because of a hand injury and then obviously Zelfa Barrett boxed uh, Rakimov for it and unfortunately lost so I think Rakimov's now got to fight Cordina in his first defense so it's all up in the air it's all um you know back and forth so there's plenty of big fights out there for everyone and uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the mix mm. Mm. so
0: match room we've got Zelpha and they've got Joe Cordina at Superfeather. That's right. At the moment that's where you want to be in it those it's guys. A, it's
1: a big division it's yeah. a big division. and you know, it's it's exciting. Do you know what we got to do? Last bit of housekeeping. Last bit. Last
2: Let's bit bit not forget. Is there a music track, a tune that you want to stick on our playlist? It can either be something that you would use for a ring walk, something that gets the gym pumping, something that gets your blood flowing, something that gets you through a, a boring sticky spot. It might be a bit melancholy. Whatever you want. You stick it on before you start doing your commentary. Yeah, yeah. no, Barry White. gets uh, you in the zone. I always had a track that I walked
1: out to. At one point, you know, it was, it was my track and everyone knew it. And, uh, you know, it's probably one of the most famous artists of all time. And I used to walk out to it. I have never been beat to the, when I come out to this track. So this is a big track for me. I've come out to some of my biggest nights at this track, Sky Sports stopped me playing this track because, uh, a certain documentary came out about the singer and um the song was michael jackson thriller mm. and uh, obviously the thrill jordan gill um it, it sort of stuck so i've never been i think 2019 i've not been able to play this track since 2019 and you know some of my performances have been questionable that's why so, right. yeah i
2: did uh, not know that that was on the on the band list yeah. michael jackson tracks i think
1: i think so yeah think so. I'll stop from playing it. So, you know, maybe if I revisit it, they might let me play it now. But, you know, i was stopped for a long time. So I think we might have to add Michael Jackson Thriller to the playlist if it's not already on. The Thrill. No, no one's
0: had Thriller yet. The Thrill picks Thriller. But what have you been walking out to recently? A bit all sorts. Picking and pe- just, yeah.
1: yeah. something funky. I've, I think got, I've come got a out
0: theory. To... Yeah, go on. What was the last one you came up Rick James. Yes. I've got a theory that when people pick current songs, they lose. Not that you pick the current song, but whenever someone goes, I'll oh, just pick some of this out at the moment, it's because they haven't really thought about it. They
1: don't really care that much about the fight. I've got a theory about it. I just pick whatever's funky. Where,
2: yeah. Anything funky. Do you get your music on in the gym or do you get trumped uh, by someone else?
1: No, do you know what? I, I give people first refusal, and then I just put put my stuff on. So um, it, just it thriller, changes all the whole the time, time. But you know what? I'm lazy, so I just I'll just put some, like a, a pre made playlist on Spotify, and sometimes it's someone else's. Sometimes, yeah, pretty much.
2: You just search funky, and it could be. It's funny.
1: Anything.
0: I've watched the, the boxing sites i following them on Instagram, and some of the songs I hear in the background there, I'm like, where have they pulled that one out of? like me- it's mental I guess they just have music on the whole time yeah you just got Thriller the whole time <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> oh, <laughs> you'd
1: you be so sick of <laughs> it <laughs> <wouldn't> yeah <you laughs> After,
2: it goes on of uh, it as well rep 5 of yeah 100 meters on the a, on a curve yeah nah, let's Still get play. Thriller on there thanks for coming in mate really appreciate it really appreciate your time and hearing your insights mm. you can get back to Chatteris now
0: and we should do a trip there
2: yes always welcome
0: trip to
1: Chatteris. i you a Yes. What's the bet what's your number one curry that you would make? Do you know what? It's it's too hard to narrow it down, mate. It's too you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come and pick your favourite yeah, and a make full, a selection. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. How about
0: that
2: then, Dick? How about that? Jordan the Thrill Girl. That was that was a thrill, wasn't it? It really was. Mm. Uh and it's fascinating to see and listen to him talk about. Well, basically the sacrifice he's gotta make for his for his boxing career and it's not always the glitz and glamour and he's having to plug away. That is a there.
0: that is a Spartan life. Spartan mm-hmm. life that he leads.
2: And sounds like some, some one hell of a cook deck. Yeah <laughs> He knows his
0: spices yeah. from his um thrices We should put him in touch with Ruben Tabaras, probably give him a few tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That life that he lives up in in Sheffield and Rotherham in Yorkshire, just on his own podcast be good for him won't it and i reckon what he should do <laughs> is
2: hit the follow button on his podcast app more followers be more guests and bigger names absolutely
0: Deck. and you know what they'll say should do while they're at it while they're on their phone fiddling about i know what you're gonna say dick go on what do you reckon have one guess they're gonna reach out to us on the social oh app. yeah gg boxing club on instagram
2: twitter and tiktok tiktok any tiktoks yet no but we got a we got a Facebook page. I, we have yeah. I uh, sort of disabled my Facebook like about Eleven years ago. Get on that. Find as well. us on the Facebook if you're on the Facebook.
0: Mm, and Owen oh, on Strava as well if you're shredding, and if you're listening on Spotify, check out our playlist, The Ring Walk, which continues to build with every week it does it's a great one to listen to when you're running or walking about or whatever it is you do you can also listen ad free on amazon music on the uh, on the subject of music
2: um we're we back next week george we are back next week deck right it's monday shreds oh yeah and we are with sleep expert james wilson sounds tiring <laughs> uh, and our regular wednesday episode is with referee Mike Bassey. Oh, referee in it. Yes, we've got a referee. Break. As, when's the last time someone got a referee?
0: <laughs> Box on, never. Stop. Yeah, can't wait for that.